Hey everyone, this is Caleb, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join me today for this episode of the Learner's Corner podcast. Today is the final episode of my looking back on 2021 and the things that I've learned uh, during this year and a lot of the things that I've learned from as well. Uh, to Let me just say thank you for just, first of all, being with us and in 2021 and whether this happens to be your first time listening or you've listened to every single episode of this year i'm super grateful from you or for you and i would love to hear from you on uh things that you're learning from or things that um that you would love us to cover on the podcast and you can reach me at learners corner podcast at gmail.com if you have missed any of our episodes in this series i would encourage you to go and look back through the feed or if you hear something uh that uh, that I mentioned in this podcast, look for the link in the show notes as well. One last thing, and then we'll jump into what I'm uh, talking about today, is that if this happens to be your first time listening, there's two beliefs that drive a lot of what we do here on the podcast. The first is this, is that we want to create a safe place to have difficult conversations. And the second thing is this, is that we truly believe that we can learn from anyone and from everyone, regardless of whether or not we agree with them 100 now, let's dive into this final episode of Looking Back on 2021. Today, as I wrap up this series, looking back on 2021, I want to talk about some of the things that I've learned this year about loving people well. And to begin with, I think the first thing that I've learned is that love often begins with listening. And, you know, this isn't necessarily a new idea. Um, I feel like this is something that I've been learning, you know, for the past, you know, couple of years. But there's a there's a few new uh, aspects to it to which I've learned of what it actually means to listen, and I've I've already talked about you know uh, this a little bit on a on a previous library episode, and then, you know I mentioned uh, Jimena Vengochia and the interview that she did with Carrie Newhoff, and um, but I want to talk about I want to talk about that again and, and maybe dive into it in a little bit of a a little bit of a a new way and some things that I've been thinking about with it. The first thing is this, is that we are so tempted not to listen in it. And we are so much more conditioned to be thinking about how we can respond to someone instead of truly listening to what that person is trying to say. And I, I catch myself doing it so many times during an interview, I could get so focused on, you know, what, what's the next question that I want to ask? Where's the next place that I'm going to take? You know, can I eliminate this? Uh, and I, and because I don't want there to be any silence because I don't want there to be any awkward moments in their interview. I don't want the guest to feel uncomfortable. And I think I've learned that it is, it is okay to have silence. It's okay to engage with that person and to let go of the agenda. And I feel like I've uh, been doing that more towards the back half 
or the the last you know few months on on the podcast, and at least from my perspective, I feel like it's led to a lot more, a lot better conversations, a lot more uh, conversations to where I didn't necessarily have planned the direction that where we were going to go on certain things. And to that, try not to interrupt as well, and try to inter inter in try not to interrupt the person's flow of of thinking and trying to pay attention to that. And along with that, and this is kind of the last thing that I want to say in regards to this is paying attention to the tone of voice and the subtext and everything else uh, on the body language uh, of the body language of the other person. This is why um, for the podcast, I always love doing the the interviews via video call because I'm able to see their face. I'm able to read their facial expressions and, you know, better pick up on, on what they are trying to communicate through through their face. And I think another thing tied to listening, and this is something that I picked up from a uh, from an interview that Brene Brown did with Iko Bethia on in- inclusivity at work. Uh, and, you know, she said, you know, one of the things that gets in way of listening and, you know, learning and loving other people is our bias for action. And I talked about this a little bit uh, before, but we can be so intent on doing something that we miss out on being with person, being with someone. And that can, that isn't a, that isn't a good strategy for long-term success, especially in a relationship, or especially if you are doing that with someone that you're leading as well. People want to be, people want to be heard. They want to be seen, seen, and that's not anything new. Those are desires that we've had for a long, long time. Another thing that I've been thinking about is how do you love people who you don't agree with? How do you love people whose lifestyle is different than the lifestyle, than the one that you would choose? And this is a particularly, it can be a messier, difficult subject whenever you add church or Christianity into it as well, because, you know, it is, it's very easy to fall into, um, you know, you need to be, you need to behave like this, especially if you are somebody who calls yourself a Christian or, or a follower of Jesus. And you know, it's, it is amazing that this is something, this very question is something that has literally been discussed and argued over since, since, I mean, like for a couple thousand years since the church began, you know, look, just look at Acts 15 for it. And, you know, I, I love these, this thought by, um, by James is that we should not James, who is the brother of Jesus, that we should not make it difficult for people who are turning to Christ to turning to Jesus. And that doesn't mean that we abandon, um, holiness or sanctification or anything like that. But thinking about that has, has led to a couple of, um, thoughts that I have just around the subject. And the first one is this, is that I don't think Jesus really cared about guilt by association. When you read throughout the Gospels, Jesus was constantly hanging around 
the people that drove the Pharisees, not not only the Pharisees, but just the the pariahs of society. He was hanging around those people. He also, and literally on the other end, he also hung around Pharisees as well, and he spent time with them. Jesus did not care about guilt by association. He was not concerned about that. He was simply concerned with loving other people. I think our resp- I think another thought that I have around this is that I think our response to people who live a different lifestyle towards us should be a response that pushes people to community and not towards isolation. Isolation can be very dangerous. And we've we've learned that through COVID and through people being isolated in themselves and the toll that is has taken on people, you know, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, uh, spiritually as well. And I believe that our response to people, whether we agree with them or not, should always be one that pushes people to community. I think another thought that I'm, that I'm thinking about and I'm still trying to process is that I think sometimes, you know, in the church, we could be concerned so much with, and I, and I don't even know if this is the right phrase that I want to use for it, but it's just something that I'm thinking about is that we can become so concerned with whatever the truth is and people living in accordance with that, you know, set of behaviors But what if the truth is that life deals out the consequences and we, as the church, don't need to? What if that's not our job? What if our job is not to be the dealer of consequences or the judge? And along with that, I've had this thought is, what if my role is not meant to be the hall monitor of somebody's life, but be the signpost pointing to Jesus? And to be support along the way for those who are weary and tired and burdened from the journey that is life. And I think the last thought that I have around this, or I don't know if it's the last thought, I think I got one more after this, is particularly as it, per se, as it pertains to being a leader and being a leader in the church is that my job as a leader is not to have the answer to everyone's problem or questions. My job is to provide direction and support while we learn together because there are just some things that I don't know. And there are some topics that I need to be educated on. And there's some things that people are going through that I have not experienced. And so I don't know what that's like for them. But I can love them through providing support and being there for them. And if I do have wisdom, helping them with it, but approaching it with humility is if I don't have the end all be all, and I don't have the answers. And if it's a similar experience or something that I've dealt with, then being willing to share that with them as well. And I think the last thing, and it's kind of tied to some of the other thoughts that I've been saying, is this quote from Abraham Lincoln. And, you know, he's he's referring to people that he, you know, doesn't like or doesn't 
maybe not agree with or have a have a different value system than he does. And he says this. I don't like that man. I must get to know him better. And I just think, what if that was our, what if that was our approach as the church? You know what? I'm not sure I understand that person, or I'm not sure if I agree with the decision that they've made. You know what I ought to do? I ought to take them out to coffee. I might, I might want to get lunch with them and get to know them better and what led them to go down the path that they're on, to be on the journey that they're on. What if we chose to do that? I think that would change a lot of things. Another thing that I've been thinking through is, uh, is this question of what does, as far as it depends on me, look like? You know, there's this scripture in Romans 12 to where the apostle Paul is writing and he says, you know, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. And for me, you know, being, uh, like one of, one of my, uh, easy temptations for me is that I really want people to like me and I really want to be at peace with everyone. And I, I sometimes struggle with the fact that there's just some people who do not like me, that there are some people who I can't, there can't be peace in the relationship because I can't control what other people think, and I can't control what other people do. And my temptation is to try to take control by doing too much and by doing more than what depends on me because I want the other person to have at peace. I want them to have a good, uh, whatever they think of my name, I want them to think well thoughts of me, and I just can't control that. And so for me, I'm learning to do what depends on me and to realize that that is what I can have peace about because I'm doing the things that I can control. And, and after I've done what I can do, there's nothing else for me to do. Now the last, uh, the, I don't know. I got two more. I keep saying the last thing. It's not the last thing. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about and I've been th- I've been thinking about this throughout most of the year, and I've you know asked several people on the podcast about this as well. Is I've really been thinking about this tension that there is between our personal our our rights, our individual rights, and our sense of responsibility to other people. And I think. The thing that gets me, the thing, I think the reason why I'm, I've thought about this so much is because I feel like I see so many people choosing to pick up their rights and, or choosing to demand their rights instead of picking up their responsibilities. And that would be one thing if, um, it would be, the thing that makes it tough for me is that I see this amongst like followers of Jesus. And I feel like this is very much 
uh, a thing that has been present in a lot of followers of Jesus, is demanding our rights instead of picking up our responsibilities. And I don't want to give any examples. You know what example you you could probably think of examples of your own. I mean, there's been enough over the past however many years for it. But as followers of Jesus, we have a responsibility. And the responsibility is this to love our neighbors as ourselves. To love other people as Jesus has loved us. And it seems more and more and more that that is not the norm. We see many people, and picking as I, as I mentioned, demanding their rights over choosing to pick up their responsibility to love their neighbor. Well, now if you're not a, if you're listening to this and you're not a follower of Jesus, like I'm not really I'm not really mad at you. I don't you know necessarily. Uh, like that that's your prerogative but if we are followers of Jesus it is literally it is very clear to us that we are supposed to love our neighbor well and the thing that i've been thinking about with this and just teasing it out more i guess is that like rights to me is it can kind of be summarized by this if if you know if you are constantly thinking or going like this no one can tell me what to do or this person can't tell me what to do there's probably a pretty good chance that you were thinking about your rights and and they're often defined by self-interest for the most part. Now, you may be going, well, well, I'm I'm concerned about my family. Okay. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying, you know, don't care about your family or anything. But that deals with self-interest as well because they're your family. And again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Either, but responsibility is this is how to love my neighbor well, which also includes your family. And this is about self denial, which is the path of Jesus. And it's the path that costs you something. Loving other people costs us something. And if I heard more people, who were advocating in their response to things, whether or not I agreed with them or not. If I heard more people advocating or explaining their reasoning out of a responsibility defense more than these are my rights defense, it would hold a lot more weight to me. But as I mentioned, that's not something that I'm hearing a lot of right now. And the challenges, and the challenges, um, you know, to me as well, of where are we laying down our responsibilities to pick up our rights? And where can we lay down our rights to pick up our responsibilities as followers of Jesus? And it's going to cost us something. Following Jesus already, always does. It's the path of self-denial. But it's a path that's worth it. Now, I want to tell you an example of this for me, and it's not a radical example. But this is this is one area to where it has very much, um, I've very much been challenged with this. Now, 
I the church that I work at is a multi-site church, and we have um, six different campuses. And one of the campuses, and the campus that I worked at for a long time was a uh, was a mobile campus. It was a portable campus, and so literally we would uh, meet on Sunday at or on Sunday for our Sunday services. We would meet at a church, and we would typically get there, you know, somewhere between five thirty a.m. and six thirty a.m. And literally, we would set up, you know, pipe and drape and uh, sound systems and kids' classrooms and tables and chairs and and all of the stuff to get ready for. Our, Sunday morning. And I did that for, um, for a little over four, yeah, about four, a little over four years or so. And then, um, I moved to a, uh, to a campus support role in the uh, campus or to a campus support role, which helps, which is a team that helps all of our campuses and supports them through it. And then the, the building or the campus that I was a part of moved into a, uh, building as well. And so during that time, you know, COVID happens and everything and our church, uh, you know, moves to uh, non-in-person gatherings and then we pick things back up and we start doing that again. And uh, during during this time, we also have uh, another campus to which was portable as well. And I... Uh, and as with a lot of churches in COVID, you know, we, we, our church does not have as many volunteers as beforehand. And we don't, we aren't seeing as many people come back as, uh, as there have been in the past. And so the campus pastor there asked me, uh, you know, I think once or twice, Hey, would you mind coming down for a setup, which starts in, um, you know, which starts around 6am for them. And I said, yeah, I can, I can come down. And I can help. And then, you know, throughout that time, you know, it happened with uh, with their student ministries as well. And I was in charge. One of the things I was in charge of at the previous campus that I worked at was student ministry. And so they had a weekend to where nobody was, uh, or not, I shouldn't say nobody, but they just needed help. They needed help there. And he asked, hey, would you mind, you know, coming down and helping with student ministry? And I said, sure, I can, I can help out for this weekend. And as I was, you know, helping out and I was sitting there, this thought came to mind. And it's something that Jesus said. It says that Jesus had such compassion because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And I just felt like for me that I needed to be at this campus because they needed help. And not because there weren't good people there, but because there weren't enough people there to help. And so for the past five-ish months, I've been going there to help in whatever way that I can. And this literally has no benefit to me. I'm doing it for the sake of the people of the campus and for the people that I care about there. And that's how I'm currently living out. That's what I should say. That's one of the ways to which I'm currently living out this sense of responsibility 
of loving other people well, because I don't have to do that. No one was asking me to do that. And that's the thing. It's the same way for you. Nobody is going to ask you or make, I should say, no one's going to make you do this. But it is an incredible opportunity. And I would challenge you to do so. Because following Jesus is going to cost you something at some point. Why not let it choose? Why not choose what it's going to cost you? And it's going to cost you denying yourself. So that's some of the stuff that I have been learning about in 2021 as it pertains to loving other people well. Now, if this happens to be your first time listening to the episode, I've encouraged you to go back and listen to all of the episodes uh, that I've been recapping in 2021. And we got a great 2022 that is coming up as well. I am super excited for that. I would love if you have uh, someone that you would love us to cover on the podcast or talk to on the podcast, you know, reach out to me at learners corner podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you in regards to that. Also leave a rating and write a review of the podcast. That would mean a ton as well. I want to give a huge shout out to Garrett Oler for helping edit the podcast and doing a lot of that work. And really this 2021 being the first year of him helping me with it. He has made the podcast so much better because of that. And I'm super thankful and I'm super grateful for him. I'm also excited for Sam Massey as well for providing the music to this podcast. And we may or may not be working on some new music for the Learner's Corner coming up here uh, sometime in 2022 as well. And thank you, the listener, whoever you are. I would love to hear from you. And just thank you for being a part of the Learner's Corner. My name is Caleb Mason. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing.